This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. On this episode, a victim of psychotronic mind control weapons speaks out. I never lost consciousness, but I can tell you I never felt like I was in my body. You know, I'm looking back right now through the aftermath since 2004, and I can't believe it happened. I literally look back and think, where was my life? Where has it gone? It's been, what, 15 years now? And I'm telling you right now, I don't even know what's going on anymore insofar as the past. It looks like a blur. Insert, this podcast is brought to you by House Carers. You know the feeling, that knot that materializes in your stomach as you drive away from your house to begin a two-week vacation. And by the time you hit the highway, worries are running through your mind. Did I turn off that coffee pot? What if the house burns down? Well, thankfully, there's a cure for this same old panic attack. House sitting. If you don't have a neighbor to keep watch over your home while you're away, a house sitter can really help with your sanity. And there's a company that can match you up with someone who'll look after your home and more importantly, someone with whom you'll feel comfortable. House Carers has been securely matching homeowners with house sitters for nearly 20 years. And they have pet sitters too. Find out more at clearbroadcast.com. That's clearbroadcast.com clearbroadcast.com Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serres Pursuing the truth wherever it leads Exposing evil and corruption and the secret machinations of powerful elites Revealing the high strangeness beneath the surface of our supposed reality Coming to you from his studio beneath the stairs, here's Richard Serrett. Welcome to your Friday. Hey, if you're listening to this at the end of your day, why don't you put your feet up, relax, and enjoy? Or if you're listening to this on the way into work, well, in that case, go get them and have a great day. You know, it's funny. People like to write to me and they tell me how and when they listen to Conspiracy Unlimited. I get the typical stuff. You know, somebody from London, England uh, listens to the podcast while they're taking the train into work. Stuff like that. One woman in Indiana listens while she's babysitting her grandson after he's gone to bed and she'll listen while she's knitting. Very sweet. Here's one from David in San Jose. He listens to Conspiracy Unlimited at work. Get this. He's an exterminator. Why don't you email me and let me know how and when you listen to Conspiracy Unlimited. Nothing too R-rated, please. Remember, I'm British. (laughs) A couple of months ago, uh, this story caught my eye about this guy who sent a FOIA request to this multi-agency counter-terrorism center in the United States. And by mistake, they included a document called EMF Effects on the Human Body. And inside were various diagrams showing how human minds can be controlled remotely using electromagnetic frequencies. And I I tweeted the story at the time. That was back in April. And someone just now retweeted it. I mean, I just saw it in my Twitter feed like five minutes ago, which is very odd because I'm actually going to be talking with someone right now about mind control 
Who knows, maybe someone is uh, reading my mind remotely. But my guest on this episode doesn't have to read about this sort of thing. She's lived it firsthand. And she's here with a harrowing tale of psychotronic torture and harassment. Solaris Blue Raven is a published author, public speaker, timeline astrologer, MT healer, remote viewer, clairvoyant, and an assessment specialist in psychotronic warfare, synthetic telepathy, and covert technology. She's a world-class natural psychic and cosmic advisor, and Ms. Blue Raven has been a test pilot for covert technology and has a professional background in surveillance. She investigates global anomalies in addition to her current research, and her expertise in artificial intelligence interface is well-respected in the scientific and mystical community. She's a professional writer with several books on covert technology, artificial intelligence, and psychotronic warfare. Solaris Blue Raven, welcome to Conspiracy Unlimited. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having me, Richard. My pleasure. First, if you don't mind, I have to ask you about your name. That's a, a, a wonderfully unusual name, Solaris Blue Raven. Can you tell me about the history of that name? Sure. Well, initially, I had my name legally changed, so that's my legally changed name to Solaris Blue Raven, and it is connected to what we call a soul ascension, soul extension, which is really about spirituality and consciousness, and it has a lot to do with where I've been with this program, the Covert Warfare Program in 2004, and also the fact that at, at that point in the continuum, I needed to um, just completely let go of who I, who I was because of all the uh, indoctrination and just embrace my celestial name, which is really what it is. It's not a mind control name. It is my spiritual name. But it's legally changed. And, and given to you by whom? Well, it's, it's something connected to my spiritual path, um, initiation-wise, and a higher what I call higher consciousness interpolation of data not connected to um, any one person or, or anyone here on this world. Okay. So, I mean, did the name come to you in a dream state, or was there an entity who said you will be Solaris Blue Raven? Or um, it, it didn't come in that way. It has a lot to do with mystery school teachings, initiations, and spirituality, and an interpolation of information that I guess you could relate it to that, but it wasn't, it wasn't one of these things where you're being told who you are. It was one of those things where it's more of a knowing, and the name was right there. So it's... it's uh, Right. So let's talk about uh, your a bit of your background, because mm-hmm. you were a test pilot for covert technology. What can you tell me about that chapter in your life? Okay, well, that's the chapter that changed my whole life forever. And in, in 2004 is when I was inducted into a covert warfare program, which involves sci-spy technology, synthetic telepathy, psychotronic weapons, and a lot of exotic technologies, including mind control and programming which also has a lot to do with re-education programs and looping feedback interface. So I was pretty much pulled into this project and, and literally programmed to some degree by these projects. And I became a test pilot simply because I, I learned how to navigate through the technology. I was able to decode the technology. I talked to developers about the technology. And then I started writing about it and disclosing the people involved and in inducting me. So that's how that went out. And that was happening in 2004. That's when the indoctrination or induction rather happened. So... When you say you're a test pilot for covert technology, what does this technology involve? I mean, we're not talking, are we talking about aerial type of craft? Yeah, you're talking about remote brain hacking interface, artificial intelligence interface. You're talking about 
uh, a type of uh, warfare program that literally interfaces a target with synthetic telepathy live feed real time. In other words, they can remotely access you and brain hack you in your home. You don't have to be outside for this. You don't have to be in their location. It is a sometimes mostly black satellite driven. It can be other formulas, but this one in particular is a remote brain hack where they interface you. They literally map your neural circuitry, your brainwave activity, every part of your electromagnetic field and interface it onto this project, creating a, a feedback live feed real time with a communication system agent and sometimes programmers and operators. And then you start becoming interface live feed real time with information. Uh, the telepathy goes back and forth. So you're in, you're in a really good communication space, just like you and I talk, except it's live feed real time synthetic telepathy. Um, it's a very, very different formula. And, and at that point, they can also insert psychotronic images, which means they're not coming from your psychic ability. They're not coming from higher consciousness. These are, these are forced visuals that you are, um, that they want you to see for most of the time, in my opinion, after my assessment programming. So that's part of it. And also they use a lot of other things connected to, um, like I said, the SciSpy, because this is a perfect, perfect communication system for, for SciSpy. And so far as being able to navigate in a room without anybody knowing you're in communication with a covert communication system. So did you volunteer or were you, how did you get involved? No, I didn't volunteer. I was in, I was inducted into this covert warfare program by parties, and I don't know if I should mention them live on air, but um, parties that you probably are familiar with, you are in Toronto or you're connected to uh, in Canada, parties in a high-profile band that indoctrinate, indoctrinated me and inducted me into this project, and this happened in 2004, so I can give their names if you want to know who no, they are. I, I'm familiar with them, but I, we okay, probably great. shouldn't. Okay. Um, we, we probably shouldn't. So uh, people can probably imagine who they might be. Uh, so... And the, and the purpose of, I mean, they wanted to test this, uh, this technology and, with you. And then once they perfected it, what did they do with you? Did they cut you loose or did you no. break free or? Um, bottom line is I, after they inducted me into the program, they started running all kinds of different, you know, programs on me into the communication system where I was literally being programmed by a narrative, um, serial numbers and codes and pattern recognition. All kinds of different programs were being interconnected with me live feed real time. Uh, at that point, they, they told me to go to a place if you're choosing where we can get to you. And I was, and I have to tell you that when you get pulled into these programs, live feed real time, it traumatizes your body. You literally go into shock. Um, your bioelectric field gets hacked. Your your vitals drop. Everything changes because you're getting interconnected with a with a communication system that's not part of your natural um, body electric you know bioelectric field. So once that happens, you start um, to to go into a little bit of trauma, a little bit of shock. I wasn't communicating verbally with my husband at the time, and he thought I was being drugged. So just to give you an idea, back in 2004, um, I was listening intently in communication, live feed real time with the synthetic telepathy with the with the handler, live feed real time. He told me to go to a place of my choosing where he could get to me. And that was Maui. And within, um, you know, several months time to a year, he was calling me on my phone when I got out there. And then within a year's time, he showed up in person. And and so what were you? And what were you? Were they turning you into some sort of a psychic spy? What were I you think doing? they were testing their exotic technology. To be honest with you, I, I was a candidate for this technology in many. Uh, in my opinion, the reason I was for various reasons. Well, first of all, I'm very advanced conscious uh, on a consciousness level, and I want to say naturally psychic, naturally attuned, um, very very high energy merkaba. What we call a um, very powerful, what I call spiritual being. Uh, we also, in my opinion, uh, my martial arts background had a lot to do with it because I'm a second degree black belt and I was teaching martial arts at the time. So I. I think I made a good candidate for this program, um, literally. So when they were pulling me through, they were running all various tests. Well, how does the SciSpy work? How does the psychotronics work? The, the, the handler was with me live feed real time, so he was pretty much overseeing and interacting and animating me on many, many levels through this operation. And I took notes as best I could over the years. I, I had microcassettes, over 240 microcassettes of the experience itself, trying to keep my wits about me 
while I was on Maui. And um, so, so it, was, it was literally just training me for various things. I was working security and surveillance out there. And I think that has a lot to do with this technology interface. So explain for me also and for people listening who don't quite have a handle on what what this experience was or what this technology does. I mean, they, mm-hmm. so they're, I mean, we're familiar with, you know, these stories of, of mind control and people who believe that they have implants and that they, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they're having, there's voice to skull technology and they're being driven, <clears throat> excuse me, they're being driven, you know, crazy, mm-hmm. uh, that they're the, a guinea pig in some cruel experiment. We've, we've heard right. those stories, but exactly what were you experiencing and what were you doing? Well, that's the whole thing. I was experiencing an awful lot of torture. Um, they, they program you, basically. They're, it's live feed real-time communication system. So I was there live feed real-time with the agent. He was communicating to me live feed real-time. It wasn't a mock radio. It wasn't a feedback where it was a, an imposter program. This was a real person in communication with me. Through that, I was being um, mapped and animated in a sense that uh, it was almost like they were animating my hands, my eye movement, uh, mapping everything around me, but also pointing things out to me while I was um, interconnected live feed real-time. Uh, it seemed like when you get digitized into these projects, you're reading faster. Everything moves very, very quickly. It's, it's like high speed. So you're able to assess a lot more. You're able to what I call remote view a lot more, which is another milita- militarized version of this technology there are many things you can do with it but it does torture you because if you don't comply with what they want you to do they can hurt you with the technology with signals to take you to the ground um, to torture you to manipulate your um in my opinion they, they, and i've had this experience in the past where they've been able to manipulate the through um, my jawline and do all co- kinds of really bad things insofar as neurolinguistic assault and things like that go so it can be very very treacherous it can be a a warfare program designed to take a target down, a remote assassination program. And believe me, these signals are real. Uh, Steve Colburn measured my signals. It's on my documentary, either remote or disclosure in covert technology. And yeah, there's real technology that can do this. Okay, but again, uh, when you say you know animating you and mapping you, th- this may not be clear to people what you're you're talking okay. about. I mean, you live it and and you're familiar, but people will, listening may not be. So. Are they, were they maybe molding you to become some sort of a remote viewing assassin or just explain what, what the intention here was? I mean, so they, 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 they hack your DNA, they hack your, your nervous system, but what do they make you do? Well, they're remotely controlling you to a point where they're, they're trying, in my opinion, to create a synthetic altar to, to accommodate what they want you to become. In other words, after they map your brainwave activity, and with a neural interface and interface it onto the target or, or back onto the communication system, they're literally creating a type of a, a persona in interface where they can control and manipulate it easier. And that's part of the alter, synthetic alters, in my opinion. This is a mind control program. There's no doubt about it. So it's designed to control and manipulate your brainwave activity, um, what you think, how you speak, how you act, where you look in your body. You know, it basically is remotely controlling and brain hacking your central nervous system and every part of your body. So you can look at it on that level as, as a complete biohack. It's taking over your entire body. With a with a psychotronic weapon system and an artificial telepathy interface, and that's about as clear as I can make it. I guess. Okay, but did they did they have in mind that you would be some sort of a, a mule uh, to, to take to take information to someone, or did they want you to assassinate someone? I didn't see it like that. I think it was more sci-spy, in my opinion, just from, from uh, my primary handler's information. I think that he eventually, I think they were trying to recruit me personally, and that fell through the cracks on, on many levels because of the type of torturous avenues that were involved and the fact that I started turning in um, the parties involved and I started to communicate to different agents and people about this misuse of technology. So there are a lot of people, and I, I, I receive emails every month, sometimes handwritten, hastily scrawled, 
uh, lengthy handwritten letters from people who believe that they are being targeted. They're not sure why. Uh, they, they, some of them believe that they have implants. Uh, they, they talk about sleep disruption, uh, voice to skull technology. But th- based on what I'm hearing from you, this sounds like really old technology they're experiencing that they don't need implants anymore. They just, they hack your, they hack you. It's a signal. From, yeah. from a satellite. Is that right? Right. It's, it's basically signal driven. It hijacks your bioelectric field and your brainwave activity. So they don't need a physical implant. If people have them in there, they might have had them, prior, you know, a long time ago, years and years ago, and maybe they got switched on. But but literally, they don't need implants anymore. And that's the whole idea behind the mass entrainment program. This is mind control on steroids. This is this is mass mind control with black satellite driven technologies that is literally designed to indoctrinate and brainwash the mass collective. Well, they use it, they use television for that as well, right? right. And the That's mainstream correct. media, yep. mm-hmm. uh, second, uh, you know, the public education system <laughs> does a pretty yeah. good job of that. Right. So fine tuned now; it's personalized. Right. So, uh, and and how do you break free from that? I mean, how did you get them out of your head, literally? Well, it took years and years and years for me to take my power back. I started by first of all, I had to testify in 2006 against the parties involved, and course that didn't go over very well but a lot of uh, politics were being played at the time i wound up writing my book either remote black operations in areas beyond 52 which i published in 2008 pertaining to the event itself and then i went on with the documentary um with a dvd documentary showing the analysis the implant analysis scan done by steve colburn who um i'm sure you're familiar with him he's uh, worked with the late dr roger lear yes i've met steve yeah we were able to assess and see and know that these things were real signals. And that actually com- confirms an awful lot of data right there. I still have other books that are out. And just taking my power back, being spiritual, trying to stay into my mode of training. But I can tell you the signals over the years, because this happened in 2004, they're, they're not as strong as they used to be. Not at all. But the damage is done. The problem is that the damage is done. And also, I don't know what's left insofar as uh, these people had an awful lot of access to me intimately. And looking through the corridors of what they tried to dump into me, I have no idea what's there, to be honest with you. So, yes, it's kind of creepy, but I have taken my power back and I'm very strong, strong willed, uh, mentally strong, spiritually strong. And I think that has a lot to do with it. But the people that are suffering now, you know, they they look for relief by building some makeshift Faraday cage and they just can't. Many of them can't can't escape it. They try to shield it. They I've heard of even people, you know, sleeping with two fans on uh, by their bed uh, Mm -hmm. or, you know, some sort of a device that creates white noise. So they're 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 seeking relief through some sort of mechanism, but you you did it all through your spiritual practice. I learned, yeah, I learned how to navigate through and beyond the technology. To be honest with you, I could not clear that signal. Uh, I went through a lot of things. I talked to guys who worked on the space shuttle and had me in a Faraday uh, cage type environment office, and nothing would work. I went into um, you know I, I would do everything I could think of to try to block these signals, and nothing was was uh, transpiring to block them. So I learned to recalibrate. And the reason I exposed it was because they were torturing me with, with the uh, looping feedbacks. After a while, they tried to reentrain you with a feedback, which was constantly, constantly trying to program you to a point where I was. That's why I started turning them in more and more because I realized it was getting more harassment oriented. And at that point, you really take your power back and you rewrite their program and bring in your um, your affirmations as far as what you create versus what they're trying to make out of you or make you into. So it's really about taking your power back, but it takes a lot of will, a lot of strength, and some people don't have it. I can tell you that. You're right. You know, a lot of people don't have willpower. Let me tell you, when it comes to dieting, I have zero willpower. And here's something I just learned, actually. Almost every diet works by temporarily putting your body into a state of ketosis. And in this state, your body burns fat for energy instead of burning carbs. 
But these diets ultimately fail because they allow too many carbs to be reintroduced, flipping your body's source of energy back to carbs. Want to make your body always burn fat for energy so you lose the fat and keep it off? Try the keto diet by requesting your free copy of Bacon and Butter, the ultimate ketogenic diet cookbook. Grab a copy while supplies last and all you pay is shipping and handling. Keto Resources is making this offer to introduce you to their community of like-minded people who are on the path to looking and feeling great. But don't wait. To get your free copy of the ketogenic diet cookbook, go to onegreatsolution.com. That's onegreatsolution.com. onegreatsolution.com. Theoretical physicists say that there's as many as 12 hyperdimensions. Here are just three of them. Conspiracy Unlimited. Conspiracy Unlimited. Conspiracy Unlimited. Pretty cool, huh? Uh, here's an extra one. Conspiracy Unlimited. Hey, how about one more? Conspiracy Unlimited. And the great thing is we have six hyperdimensions left. Conspiracy Unlimited. Five. Or something like that. I'll ask Richard later. Solaris Blue Raven is here discussing psychotronic mind control. Was there lost time? I mean, would, would you lose consciousness? I never lost consciousness, but I can tell you I never felt like I was in my body. You know, I'm looking back right now through the aftermath since 2004, and I can't believe it happened. I literally look back and think, where was my life? Where has it gone? It's been, what, 15 years now? And I'm telling you right now, I don't even know what's going on anymore insofar as the past. It looks like a blur. And the saddest part of all is that was my, my strongest part of my life was when uh, right before they inducted me because that's when I had my solid marriage. I had my career. I was teaching martial arts. I mean, I was really grounded, really happy. And, and that's all gone. It's all erased. It's like they didn't want me to have a life. It's very weird, and it's very um, surreal. Well, that's certainly a pattern. Try to isolate the person uh, from family because they won't, right. they won't believe you. Is that what happened with your husband? He saw, well, he, he, what happened with your husband? He thought I uh, was on drugs. He literally, we don't take drugs. We're athletes. So, you know, we weren't into anything like that. He, I wasn't speaking verbally to him because I was in live feed real-time communication with uh, the handler, which is synthetic telepathy-based. So I wasn't talking verbally. I was hardly communicating. He thought I was being drugged. He was going to contact my doctor and say, what are you giving her? What's wrong with my wife? I don't understand her. She's not talking. You know, it was, it was so atypical. My personality completely changed to being traumatized, not talking and walking around the house. Um, I remember my vitals dropping to such a point that I was kind of um, – just just dehydrating. I had a stepdaughter in the house at the time, and it's really sad because she, she wrote to me when I was on Maui and said, what was wrong with you? I saw you staring out the window. You wouldn't speak. This is not my personality. This is not who I am. So just to give you an idea of what, what happened, and the, and the reason we got divorced was because we weren't able to communicate. I wasn't, I wasn't there physically, and he didn't, he didn't really know how to function around me. I don't think he really was understanding anything. And also, I believe he was actually being hit too, but not to the level I was. And when they hack your brain, do they do they put thoughts into your head that aren't your own? Yeah. They'll literally it's a live feed real time synthetic telepathy. So you have a you communicate your way and then they'll communicate with you live feed real time. And they'll announce themselves sometimes if they want to let you know who they are. And at that point they did let me know who they were and eventually I did meet them in person. So I knew that the handler, the primary handler who I'd never heard his name for in my entire life was like, I don't know who this is. I met him in person, and then he admitted the technology, just to give you an idea. So it's live feed, real-time communication, just like you and I are talking, but it's internalized. But when you finish a sentence, they'll try to intercept you and communicate something else. Now, once they establish communication with a live feed, real-time communication uh, with synthetic telepathy, they can interface with an auto-response feedback loop, which is the torture program. So the handler comes in, he gives you information, he talks to you, and then an interface comes in that tortures you 24 hours a day. So this is how the interface works. This is mind control at, at its worst. And 
did they put words in your mouth so all of a sudden you you find yourself saying things that you didn't intend to say? Oh, absolutely. They can they can literally neurolinguistically they can manipulate anything. Um, but I I fought it tooth and nail. In other words, I was very dominant when it comes to my synthetic telepathy. You know the way I was communicating back to them and also verbally. But I can also also tell you that they were literally trying to overlay and push through and try to communicate and and animate me and be the primary handler or persona in me, and which was not okay at all. Often with with um, electronic harassment, mind control. There's associated street theater mm-hmm. uh, right. th- that's used, op- t- you know, also to, to drive the person mad or to discredit them. They recruit people who knows what they tell them. This person is a drug dealer or they're a pedophile or whatever in order to get them on side. Did you have any street theater in your life? I, I only had the guy who was uh, basically monitoring as a physical plant, and he was out there in Colorado when I was first inducted. And he was there, and he came up, and he handed me a CD with a lot of strange encrypted stuff on it and an apple and said, be careful what you listen to. He was a plant. Um, there were a few plants on Maui that came out with white vans. I believe they were connected to D.C. Um, by the way, D.C. did call my, my employer on Maui when I was working surveillance and security. So um, there were things like that that were going on, not to the level where people say the street theater where there were a bunch and bunch of weird people everywhere. But it was obvious to me. They had me tagged. They had me interfaced. They were – um, they were doing what they were doing with their program, and they wanted me to know. So, so that was 15 years ago. Where are they at now with the technology? Oh gosh, I have no idea. I can tell you right now that I was pretty much, in my opinion, I think I was one of the initial test pilots, and I call myself a test pilot because that's what it felt like being a test pilot for the technology would be the um, primary insofar as just understanding the synthetic telepathy and the size by and how and what the capabilities are for military. And I'm telling you right now, the mil- it's unlimited. When you have size by access, you are literally unlimited in the, on, a, on a battlefield um, for remote viewing purposes, for having communication with your you know, controllers, operators, and programmers. You can also control and manipulate the target. Um, there's so many things they can do with it. I believe that it's unlimited at this point. And I do know that other administrations, even Obama, had um, really pushed for exotic technology insofar as artificial intelligence going full speed ahead with research and development. So, yeah, I think they're pretty pretty advanced right now, but it's all going into the black, black scientists and the military, and, and it's getting spoon-fed to the mass collective. What about creating Manchurian candidates? Oh, yeah, this is the easiest way to do it. Easiest way to do it. And this is what bothers me the most because, you know, I'm a really, um, in my, my heart and soul spirit, I'm a very good person, so I have a moral compass. But these people don't. So you really fight that. It's kind of like this evil entity trying to make you into this monster you're not, you're not meant to be. So I can tell you point blank, yes, absolutely. When people get tortured enough or programmed enough or hit enough with a rep- repetitive looping program, I think eventually they're going to counter and they're going to act out, whether it's to harm themselves or to somebody else. And this is why when I look at the Naval Yard shooter, and I've talked about this on air, you know, he, he reeked of somebody who was hit with a covert warfare program and psychotronic weapons because he was being tortured. And that was that was quite obvious to me. So just for an example. Well, he wrote that on, on his rifle butt, didn't he? Didn't yes, you call it my EMP, he my EMP weapon? Or elf or something to that degree. Yeah, no, right. it definitely oh, was. Yeah. He was definitely being interfered with and tortured. And this is what I mean by it goes, it gets shoved under the carpet. Um, they don't want to bring awareness to it because a lot of it's classified. It's being in, you know, pushed in the, in the military and the black science department. So they don't want to tell everybody because it works. It really works. But the old days with, you know, Project Paperclip and all that. Oh, nowadays, this is this is so smooth and, and so scary on, on so many levels because it, it does work. I mean, I'm strong. I don't do drugs. And if I can get brain hacked to that level and get completely controlled to that level, I think anybody can. What about uh, the, the Vegas uh, shooting, Stephen Paddock? Do you see any telltale signs there? 
You know, the only thing I heard about was that he was having kind of torturous nightmares. Now, I can't confirm that. I think that's one of the women that I guess one of his girlfriends or something mentioned that. But if he's if he was being hit with any kind of dialogue, first of all, the giveaway is synthetic telepathy or a version of I'm hearing voices. They're, technically, some people are okay. They can be crazy. They can be a little bit off. But most of the time, this is this is an engineered transmission. It's a it's a communication system. So that's the giveaway right there. Is this guy being hit and targeted with technology? In my opinion, I believe he was. If he's hearing communication or having torturous dreams that are un, unsettling and pushing him into doing something. What about suicide bombers? Do you think mm-hmm. there may be an element of mind control uh, there? I think every person on this planet, the illusion of, I would say anybody who's been a potential terrorist has been programmed to some degree. That's just my own take. I look at the alphabet agencies and I say, I'm sure they're orchestrating an awful lot. And now that we have these types of programs out there, I think anything is possible. And I would say, yes, they're probably indoctrinated. And sometimes I believe it's a subliminal transmission. I don't even know if they're getting hit with with like a real hardcore synthetic telepathy. They might just be hit with a communication that's subliminal, but pushing them enough to make them act. Is there any connection with this program and geoengineering? In my opinion, I've heard a lot of different um, bits of information about it. First of all, the geoengineering, in my opinion, yeah, it does create weather change and a lot of other things. But but I do understand the um, the different types of things that, that people can have, like Morgellons symptoms supposedly coming from geoengineering. I can't really confirm that, but I do know people are getting very strange uh, side effects in their skin and side effects connected to some of the aerosols that are being sprayed in the atmosphere. So I would say there probably is a correlation. Plus, they bounce radar signals back and forth with geoengineering. There's a lot of that going on. I think it can enhance the communication system and make it more um, more fine-tuned, in my opinion. So what is the end game here? Uh, because it seems like they've been experimenting with this for 50 or 60 years, if not beyond. I mean, I go back to, was it Dr. Garcia who, who uh, was able to change the, uh, you know, take a charging bull and with a radio receiver make him make the bull right. change direction? I mean, that's going back to the 1950s. So now yep. they're doing this via satellite and hacking your brain. But So they've been experimenting it with it for, for so long. What are they, when are they going to end up deploying it if they haven't already? And what are they going to well, do with it? I can tell you that I think that society has been socially engineered already by mind control, mass mind control for a very long time. I don't think we're aware of it, just just generically speaking. And so far as this technology goes, I believe it's being militarized. And so far as it's more for the battlefield use right now, but it's also being used for indoctrination and mass mind control and also um, to create sleeper cells so that they activate at certain points in the continuum. I think it's already in motion. It's been in motion for a long time, but now it's fine-tuned. And I think they were very pleased to know that they're able to remotely brain hack a target. And first of all, they can also insert screen memories which means they can put something in your head that doesn't belong there that looks like a childhood memory that's not. That's scary. Um, not to mention, this can also associate itself with military abductions where people are seeing UFOs and it's not mili- it's not the UFOs, it's the military that's doing it. So I think the end game is mass mind control, indoctrination, but it's already in motion. And what people have to realize is that, you know, shadow yourself and see if you're being programmed. Also check for implants, in my opinion. Um, that's not a bad idea, really, to check and see if you have anything inside of you. What do you mean shadow yourself? Shadow yourself meaning, you know, Think about your thoughts. Are they yours or do they feel like they're coming from something else? That's a big deal. Um, I would pay attention to, to anything that feels like it's in communication with you. I know there are a lot of channels right now who like to channel all extraterrestrials, and that's great. And I know we're psychics. I totally understand the, the consciousness thing. But I also know they're hijacking that bandwidth. And when they hijack the bandwidth, they're interpolating the stream with their narrative, which is synthetic telepathy-based. So people have to be aware of that. Well, that's true. I mean, there, there are... 
there is that aspect of the, sort of the ufology world, which I find a little disturbing, and that is it has become sort of a religion uh, and people who believe that they are telepathically communicating with extraterrestrials. Uh, so you're saying that, that that may in fact be uh, part of this mind control program. And that, no, I can. Yeah. Yes. Go ahead. Absolutely. No, I was going to say, I would say at least 85 to 90 percent of the people that are doing that are probably interconnected with covert warfare or covert governments that don't know it. That's just my interpolation after where I've been. And, and do you think then that the alien abduction phenomena is a screen memory? I think it can be. If, if you know, one thing I have done research on is that we are spiritual beings, and I'm, I'm very spiritual in consciousness. But we also are um, what I call as star beings. We are we are like the contactees. So if we have a real true experience, say with an off world species, we're going to have military on us, and they're going to want to analyze, uh, do an analysis and extract information. And that's where the covert uh, military mylabs come in. So I think that that's where the parallel is, insofar as how they want to pull in a contactee uh, and extract data, you know, and get the information from their covert military. Tell me about your radio show. Where and when can we listen? Uh, you can listen to Hyperspace at KCUR. That's 12 midnight Eastern Time and 9 p.m. Pacific at KCUR Digital Radio Network. And we're even start switching hour. Just, that's just, slow, just slow that down a little bit, Solaris, okay. so people can get the call letters and the, the times. It's important. Repeat that sure. if you would. Okay. Um, Hyperspace at KCUR Digital Radio Network, 12 midnight Eastern Time, 9 p.m. Pacific. And that's on Fridays. Um, Raven Stars Witching Hour is my other show, which is Saturday night. And that's 12 midnight Eastern Time, 9 p.m. Pacific on freedomslips.com, which is revolution.radio. Revolution.radio. All right. And finally, uh, how, how do we get out from under this if it's not already too late? I think the best way to do it is to expose it for what it is and, and have it moderated or have somebody regulate this technology right now. We need to expose what the misuse and abuse of power is right now with the technology and use it for um, beneficial reasons and not for the negatives. So that's my, my point across the globe is to try to get this thing transcended and also expose it and also shield yourself and pay attention. Just be aware. It's an extra tool in your toolbox to know about the technology. It exists. Solaris, great meeting you and uh, we'll do this again sometime. Thank you so much. Thank you, Richard. It's been a pleasure. Likewise. Solaris Blue Raven. All right, before I dim the lights in my little studio beneath the stairs, I'll give you the lowdown on episode 83 of Conspiracy Unlimited. But before that, do you have a dog? Would you like to develop your dog's hidden intelligence and eliminate bad behavior to create the obedient, well-behaved pet of your dreams? Well, a woman named Adrian Ferricelli, a professional certified dog trainer, has helped hundreds of dog owners train their dogs to be well-behaved, obedient, loving pets by bringing out the hidden intelligence inside the dogs. You can quickly eliminate any behavioral problem your dog has, no matter how badly you think it's ingrained and no matter what kind of dog you have. The science behind this is simple. You may have heard of neuroplasticity in the human brain. That's what allows our brain to learn new behaviors. Well, your dog's brain has the same neuroplasticity. And with the right mental stimulation that Adrian teaches, any dog's brain will become more open and receptive to learning new information. Your dog will listen to you and understand what you want it to do. And when this happens, bad behaviors simply fade away as more desirable ones appear in their place. So if you want to check out this remarkable dog training system, just visit realbusinessbargains.com. That's realbusinessbargains.com. Realbusinessbargains.com. Coming up on episode 83, we'll talk about illegal immigration with Megan Barth. Until next time, I'm Richard Serrett. So long for now. 
new Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at ConspiracyUnlimitedPodcast.com. Blow your mind. That is all for now. Oh, and remember to share and give a five-star review because we have huge egos and need love. We're like cats. We need... We need constant petting. 